0: My name is Jackie, and welcome to the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. Today, I want to visit with you about decluttering. And here is what I have found. You can spend oodles and oodles and oodles of time decluttering, or you can get it over with quickly. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that I've done another podcast episode about minimalism and how we sort of started heading down that road years ago when we thought about traveling with our children in a fifth wheel and we were going to sell our house and literally live out of the fifth wheel. We did not end up doing that, but that started me down a lifelong path of decluttering. And I have definitely gone off the bandwagon a few times. But overall, it is something I find that I prefer to live with less stuff. And it makes my life easier, less expensive. And it makes cleaning my house so much easier and keeping a, just a tidy home. And I find there's a lot of value in having less especially as a homeschooling parent because you have a lot to do when you homeschool your children. You're taking care of your children's education and helping them, you're keeping a tidy home, you're cooking dinner, you're doing the shopping, you're doing all the things, right? So I find the less that I have the better. So I am speaking like with really fresh experience right now because While years ago, we went through a major decluttering phase as we were preparing to travel with our children, even though we didn't end up doing it, we still got rid of so much stuff. And then years later, we ended up moving out to the country so that our children could get horses. And it seems that over the past five years that we've lived where we do now, that we started accumulating a lot of stuff again. And I think there's a few reasons for that. One is we were getting horses, so there's tack and all this type of stuff. It was a different lifestyle. I found we needed more shovels, more rakes, more all of those types of things. Whereas when we lived in town, we actually had yard guys, and we had gotten rid of almost all of our yard equipment. But then there is also a little bit different mindset when you live in the country because it takes 30 to 45 minutes to get to anywhere. And if you need something to fix something, well, you don't want to have to go to town for just that one thing. And you also recognize that if you have to go to town or you have to wait to get that thing that you need to fix something, it's less likely to get done. And then I also went through a little bit of a stage where I went to the thrift store a lot because actually there was a really good thrift store near where I was going frequently. And my kids were just growing like weeds. So I started just buying some of their clothes there and almost new. And then I also sort of like the unique things that you can find there. But I put an end to that. So as you can see, I clearly went off the bandwagon for a while. And you know, as your children are growing, You are constantly going through clothing, through different toys for different stages, through different homeschooling curriculum, all sorts of things. Now there was also another mindset shift. (laughs) When we lived in town, I actually had a yard sale like every single year because it was super easy. We could just pull things out to the driveway once or twice a year and unload things easily and we had a ton of traffic. But in the country, I tried that once and we literally had three customers all day long. And so I quit doing that. Now, while I was good about donating things that didn't seem like they had a lot of monetary value, I had a harder time parting with things that I felt like were more expensive when we bought it or just donating it. And also even just selling something on Craigslist or marketplace or whatever, was something that seemed easier to do in town because it was easier to meet with people living in the country. It felt harder. So I had a hard time getting rid of stuff. Well, over the past year, I have totally changed my tune and I got fed up and I'm like, okay, enough is enough. So what I found is that for me at this stage of my life, I still find that I need a little bit of extrinsic motivation. To part with some things, not everything, but some things. And especially when I want to go through a huge, just go through everything and get rid of a lot of things. And so, what I did last summer is I actually went to the flea market to sell my stuff, and it was worth it to me. And I actually did it a few times. And here's why I did that it was like this um, mental reminder, I suppose. I need to curb bringing things home because just donating it is easier. Now, it's still a lot to load all this stuff up and take it in to donate it, but it was a real reminder. Also, I sort of like, (laughs) this sounds silly, I sort of like going out there and selling stuff. I think it's fun and It's like this challenge to get rid of it all by the end of the day. And I do get rid of it all. I don't bring it back home. Well, most of it. I might bring back home three to five items that I was maybe half-hearted about. But overall, when I'm done, I either give it to the other vendors because there are vendors there that like go every single weekend and set up and it's sort of how they make a living. So I give it to them or I donate to Goodwill But by and large, I don't bring my stuff back home. So I did this again this past weekend. And now we got rid of so much stuff last year. So it got easier. And I was really able to go through almost the entire house and our garage as well to get rid of things. And I did it in one day. Now we had been stockpiling a few things that we knew we needed to get rid of. But in addition to, after I had all of that stuff loaded, that was, I was ready to get rid of, I then scoured our entire garage and I even have my own little corner, went through that and was pretty ruthless. It's like, okay, if we haven't used this thing in a while, just get rid of it. And then I did this in the house as well. And like I said, I've done this before many times so It's not so overwhelming and my children are actually quite good at doing this on their own. I don't even have to prompt them anymore. They just bring out bags of stuff to get rid of and my oldest daughter will just go drop it off at Goodwill or wherever. So what I learned over these years of decluttering and leaning toward minimalism, mind you, I am not a minimalist, but I lean that direction. Is that you can take a lot of time to go through things and in essence just waste a lot of your life taking too much time or you can do it quickly and ruthlessly and be done with it and that is my preference at this stage of my life. Now let me tell you what I learned from watching other videos and listening to podcasts about minimalism and decluttering and I know that sounds silly in a way that I've done that, but I found I needed motivation, inspiration at times in the past, not so much anymore, but in the past, I needed that more. So from Marie Kondo, through her book, The Art of Tidying Up, what I learned is that when you are wanting to keep things, it is either a fear of the future or an attachment to the past. So let me explain to you. My mom has a really hard time parting with things. And what I realize it's a, is that it is an attachment to the past. They're sentimental memories. And mostly from things with her children or her mother and grandmother her parents and I I have one really great example I was helping her one year when she was moving and going through her bedroom and my mom has a lot of stuff and I came across this thing I'm like mom what is this And she's like, oh, Jackie, you made that when you were in third grade. And honestly, I was like, mom, this thing is dusty. It's ugly. It's old. And I never would have missed it. I said, you have so many other things from me that are so much nicer, so much prettier that I've made you from pottery to paintings to whatever. You don't have to keep it all, mom you can get rid of this. I would like you to get rid of this. (laughs) And it was sort of like with my blessing, she was able to part with that thing. And I know we all have these things. I still, I have a box out in our shop of a lot of our children's drawings. And what I find is that Well, they're not drawing so much anymore, so I'm not collecting it like I used to. But in the moment, I had a hard time parting with those things. Well, several years ago, I went through that box and I was like, okay, how many mermaid drawings do we need to keep? I chose my favorite mermaid drawing that my daughter had done and parted with the rest of them. And yes, it was hard for me, but I did it. The other thing is with things like that, you can take photographs of things that you love. Like I actually... I came across two paintings my daughter did when she was younger this past weekend, and one of them I just could not quite part with. And part of the reason was I recognized in that painting something I honestly had not recognized before, that it was clearly a mother and daughter, but it was also modeled after a painting I had done. And I still have that painting. And there was just something about that that touched me. So I chose to hold on to that for now, even though I recognize there is a chance I will part with that in the past. But I parted with another little painting she had done that was on canvas that I know I'm never going to hang up again. I don't believe she would ever want to hang up again. And there was another one I asked for her permission about, and she said, yeah, get rid of them, Mom. But... What I did do is I took photographs of them each before I parted with it. So that made it a little easier. It wasn't easy, but it was easier. So that's an example of parting with something from the past. Now, I still have this box of drawings. I didn't go through all of that this weekend. And what I intend to do with that, and I've actually already purchased little books for it, is to go through and select our favorites. And I will likely do this first alone, and then I will pare down again with my daughter's assistance and save the favorites and let the rest go. But again, go ahead and take photographs of some that maybe you loved, but... Not enough to actually hold on to the physical copy. So that's something with an attachment to the past. Now there's a couple of items I'm having a harder time parting with. And I don't know that I will. Because I feel like I sort of want to hold on to something for my children. And that will be their decision to keep or part with. And one of them, it sounds silly, is a bowling bag. And it's something that was my husband's great or my children's great-grandmother, my husband's grandmothers, and she made it. It's like leather. She made it herself, and I'm holding on to that one thing, and then there's a wallet that's leather, and I'm like, okay, I will hold on to that, but I'm not holding on to everything, and same thing with things that people I love have given me. I will hold on to a few of my favorite items, but I'm not going to hold on to all of it because I also recognize that my children don't need to be (laughs) packing tons of things with them as they go forward in the future just because I don't want something and because I couldn't get rid of it. get rid of that thing I don't want to burden them with those choices but I do want to give them a few things now let's go to the flip side of things a fear of the future so I would say I still have some roots in a lack mentality a fear of the future even though I know I don't need to be afraid right and I know that I have a bright future ahead of me because I'm doing the work right now to create that bright, abundant future with lots of financial resources. But I still have some of that about me, even though I don't really need to, which is why I go and I sell some things at the flea market or I would yard sell things. Because it makes it a little easier for me to part with something. Even though I'm not getting squat. I'm not getting hardly any money for the things I'm selling. And I know it. But I do actually still sort of have fun. I do actually enjoy it once I'm there. I never want to go do it though. But once I'm there, I actually enjoy the process of bartering with people and selling things. And I swear, I think I am probably I probably sell more than anybody else there because you know what I do I don't just let people walk by I engage them I look at people and I think hmm there's a little girl I have some little girl things here or there's a little boy I've got some little boy things here or hmm I think that person might like this and you know what probably 80% of the time I sell to people if they even like so much as like turn toward me at all I'm like hi and I'm friendly most of the people just sit there and don't say anything I'm just friendly to people and visit with people. So as a result, I sell a lot of my stuff. So hint, if you yard sell or take stuff to a flea market to part with, be friendly and engage with people, you will sell far more. But there is a, I guess that lack mentality still a little bit of a fear of the future. So here's something I went through my closet, I'm going to go down two little sort of rabbit holes, and I'll come back. So I went through my closet and I literally did this in like an hour and a half the other night. And I mean, I was hustling. It was after 10 o'clock at night. My husband happened to be out of town, so I wasn't keeping anybody up. And my daughter was coming home a little bit late that evening. And the other daughter had already gone to bed, so... I am like hustling because I know I am going to be up at 6 a.m. taking the stuff to the flea market. And our truck is so loaded already. I could barely fit anything else in it. But I'm like, I'm going through my closet. And again, it's a little motivating for me. Having that, going to the flea market gave me a mental deadline. I've got to get this done because I'm not doing this again this year. I guess there's a possibility I could do it again in the fall, but I don't think it's likely because we've gotten rid of most things we want to get rid of. But I'm like, I got to get this done. And my closet is too crowded. And I'm tired of having clothes that don't fit me right, or that I don't really want to wear. But you know, you sometimes are like I spent like 40 bucks on that thing or 50 bucks or whatever. I don't want to get rid of it because I spent the money and I hardly even wore it. Well, whatever. Keeping it doesn't make you wear it. You have to remember that. Holding on to your stuff does not make you use it. If you're not using it, you're not using it. Period. What it really is, is clutter. And you're just, we, it's like this. When you go to your closet to get dressed, your brain is like trying to just filter out all the junk you know you're not going to wear because it doesn't fit right or you don't know if it fits right or you don't really like it anymore or it's not practical for your lifestyle, whatever. So you've got to, whether it's your closet or anything else, is actually recognize holding on to something doesn't make me use it. I'm trying to remember where I was going to go back to with this. So what I did is I literally tried on Almost everything I had in my closet, which is a lot of stuff, and I was fast about it. If I pulled it on and it wasn't comfortable, poop, it's gone. If I put it on and it's, okay, I have a little bit of a pooch on my belly I didn't have five to 10 years ago, and that dress just accentuates that, gone. It's gone. And yes, I would like to not have that pooch, but the fact is, I have it right now. And I haven't done the work to get rid of it. And quite frankly, it's not my highest priority in life. Delivering content to you like this is actually a higher priority to me right now than doing 100 crunches every night. And I recognize that I will shift that over time. But right now, this is my priority. And yes, I make a point to move. But no, I'm not prioritizing a really fat or a really flat stomach. So, gone are all of those dresses that just accentuate that. So, I suppose part of this decluttering process is accepting where you are in your life. I'm accepting I have a pooch, so I'm not going to wear those things. I will admit I kept one pair of shorts and one pair of capris that I absolutely love. And I think it's possible by the end of the summer, they'll be fitting again because I'm much more active in the summer than in the winter. So I held on to those because I really do love those particular items. And they were actually things I went out of my way to find. I didn't just like happen to buy them. So, same thing through all of your house as you declutter things, except where you are. In your life and move forward. And the other part of that lack mentality, I recognized, (laughs) like many people, I did some overbuying back with COVID, and I still have some of that stuff. And that was true fear. And I'm not going to say I don't have any of that fear. I still have some of that fear. I don't have total faith that our supply chain is fixed, because I see proof of that in the world that it's not fixed yet. And so I do try to keep a little extra of things, but I don't have to keep as much extra as I thought I did. So you know, that sort of reminds me of, you know, like your great grandparents from the Great Depression era, you know, they would have like a back porch full of stuff that (sighs) when are they ever going to use it? Let me think like my husband's grandma when she was alive for a very long time until the family just like we got to help her get rid of this stuff had a porch full of I think it was like coke bottles like you know the liter bottles and things like that and I know somebody else whose grandma has like a ton of empty Kleenex boxes like the woman's in her 90s and What is she going to do with 500 Kleenex boxes? I don't know. And what was my husband's grandma going to do with all of these later bottles? But I recognize it's something to store things in, right? And that is a lack mentality. It's this fear-based mentality. So here's something else as I talk about having too much stuff. And I did this just a couple of weeks ago. My husband and I kayak. And he ordered himself a mesh bag for his kayaking equipment. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, I should get one of those. And then I said, actually, I have one of those. And I went to go look for it and I couldn't find it. Now, it's possible I got rid of it last year. But I sort of would be surprised if I did. But that's exactly my point. I don't know if I have it or not. And even if I have it, I didn't know where to find it. So you've been there where you, if you have too much stuff, you know you have that thing but you can't find it. So what do you do? You go out and you buy another one because you want it but you couldn't find the other one. So that's another reason not to have too much stuff because when you have too much stuff you can't find what you need anyway. So I shared all of these little stories to help inspire you to get rid of less or to get rid of more. To help you understand that lack mentality and the or fear mentality. That it's sort of the same thing. Or an attachment to the past to understand why you keep things. But also, you need to have a strong why to get rid of things. And I do still have a really strong why. My husband and I fully intend here in a few years to sell out and travel the world. And travel the United States probably at first because as our children are in their young adulthood, we don't, don't want to be overseas. We want to be available to them. But over time, traveling the world. And I don't want to have too much stuff when that time comes. I know that the less I have when that time comes, the easier it will be to make that transition into living this life we want to live and doing the things we want to do. So I am quite motivated to really pare things down more and more and make it simple for us when that time comes because you know what I have this vision we have this vision of what we want to do and if it is too hard it is less likely that we will do it so we have a really strong why also both of our parents my parents are divorced so my mom and stepdad have too much stuff his parents have too much stuff in our opinion to them maybe not but in my opinion too much stuff and it's hard and as they get older I see that they might want to go through things but maybe their mind isn't quite there but also their bodies aren't quite there anymore to physically go through all of that. And I don't ever want to be like that, I suppose. And the other thing is, I fully recognize that it is likely that I and my siblings or my husband's siblings will someday have to go sort through all of our parents' things. And I really don't want to do it. And I don't want to do that to my children. I don't want to leave them in that position of having to go sort through all of my stuff. And you know what? It also, by me doing that for myself right now, that will make it easier for my children because if I actually held on to something, it means I really did love it or really did use it. And my kids will really know the difference of what I valued. But I have to tell you, that will be really hard for me with my mom because she has so much for me to actually know which things really she loved and which ones she really just sort of held on to out of obligation. I won't know unless she does it herself. And mamas, if you're listening, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and please go through all the things <laughs> because I think for For an individual, it makes your mind lighter. And that's the other part. When I have too much stuff, I feel this heaviness of things that I have to do, things that I ought to do, should do. And I don't like that heaviness. I like to feel light and lightweight in the world and like I can move if I want to move and make a change if I want to make one. And what I found over the past five years, (laughs) and I don't, I really don't fully understand what happened in our brains that made us sort of start accumulating things again and not seeing it for what it was, is I have felt heavier than I have ever felt in my life and less able to make changes in my life. And some of that is because of all of the animals that we've had, and we are in a huge transition stage again, which is so odd to me that we made this huge lifestyle change for our children to get horses, and our youngest decided over a year ago she was done and parted with her horse, and our oldest, I believe, will be parting with hers because she recognizes the changes that are coming in her life, and that they do weigh you down, because we're not keeping the horses my husband and I don't do horses that was all about the kids and really that was something our oldest really wanted and she still loves and it's going to be difficult for her if she does that but it is a decision that is up to her whether she takes him along in life or she lightens the load for a while and comes back to it later Which I believe she will. Because she really does love it. And I do feel like she was sort of born. (laughs) To do horse things. But that's for her to decide. Maybe that was just a stage of her life. I don't know. So it's sort of funny. How quickly things shift. You make the move to do all these things. And then you're making the shift. Of unloading. (laughs) And parting with. Animals. Because if you don't know much about horses believe me they are too expensive and too much work to keep as pets you know we would never part with our puppy dogs and parting with the horses is very difficult but it's something that needs to be done I think so anyway consider what you have in your life consider all of these things that I've talked to you about today and think about if maybe you should consider decluttering and lightening the load and I'm going to tell you I have really thought about like offering a (laughs) decluttering class uh helping tidy up your home type of class because it's something I've gotten to be pretty dang good at and I understand that mentally it's uh difficult sometimes and if it's something you have interest in having help with shoot me an L shoot me an email is what I'm trying to say at hello at homeschoolthinktank.com and let me know. And if there's anything I've ever talked about on this podcast and anything around homeschooling for sure that you need help with, contact me and go to our website homeschoolthinktank.com. You can book a call with me there. I'm booked up for a couple of weeks, but There will be some openings coming up again soon. So let me know if you need assistance with any of these things. Because if I know that this is something you guys want, that you as my listeners want, I will offer a course. Or even if it's just a one-week course, it doesn't have to be a forever course for you. But if it's not something I think you're asking for and wanting, well, I'm probably less likely to make that offer. So... Let me know if you want help with this. I hope that you have a great week. I hope that you start unloading the things that feel like it's heavy to you in your life and lightening that load if you feel that you need to. You might not feel that you need to, but if you feel that need, I hope that you do it. I find that summertime is a great time to do this and do it quickly. Do it as quickly as you can. Oh, one last note. I think as parents, it's easy to start this with our children. I'm going to suggest start with yourself. Start with yourself first. And another day, I think I will do an episode about going through your kids' things because I had a process that I used when my children were young and it was really effective. And now I have kids who can part with their own things. And that, to me, proves the effectiveness of the method that I used. By the way, be sure to check the link that corresponds with this podcast episode and you'll find more information about decluttering and minimalism and those types of things in that link. All right, live and learn your way. My name is Jackie and I am your host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye. to say thank you for listening to the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. If you've enjoyed this Mindset Monday episode, it would be great if you would follow this podcast and share it with a friend. I would really enjoy hearing what you think of these episodes, so if you're feeling inspired, please take a moment to leave a comment too. Be sure to check the link below to discover more Mindset Monday episodes and discover information about improving your mindset. Also, if you want full access to our playlist, you can sign up at homeschoolthinktank.com slash mindset. Remember, when you sign up to access our playlists, you'll be able to use our advanced podcast search engine to quickly bring you right to the moment you are looking for. If you are interested in being a guest on the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast, or you want to learn more about how we serve homeschool families, be sure to visit homeschoolthinktank.com.